Welcome to the Kid Next Door podcast, inspirational stories of compassion from the rising generation. We invite you to put yourself in the story, to use your wonder and imagination to dream up small or big acts of kindness you can offer the world. This is the Kid Next Door podcast. And this episode is sponsored by Slingshot. Slingshot is a nonprofit that helps young people build resilience, uncover and pursue their professional passions, and develop networks of people that can help them along the journey, ultimately helping them answer the inevitable question, what do I do with my life? Slingshot does this through programs in high schools, colleges, and direct coaching models. And soon, they'll even have an online course. You can learn more about them and their founder's book, Be More Like You, at helloslingshot.org. Now let's meet the Kid Next Door. Hey everybody, welcome to the Kid Next Door podcast. I'm here with my new friend. Annika. In the flesh. (laughs) We've got some ground to cover. It's going to be very exciting. Tell me a little bit about what's been going on kind of in your life that's led you to what you're doing, advocating for other students. Yeah, I mean, I've always just loved volunteering anyway, but specifically, I really like advocating for students and just for good education in general. As somebody who's disabled, I've had a lot of bad experience with accessibility in schools and accommodations and how that's just not very available to a lot of students, especially lower income ones. So I want to advocate for other students, disabled ones, and any anyone else. Wow. And Anika, how have you been doing that? Um, I've been, I just got a position on the school board as the student advisor. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and how old are you again? 16. Yeah. 16. Yeah. Advisor, do you get, yeah, name tags, right? You're telling Oh, me. yeah, yeah. I get to sit on an <laughs> elevated platform. <laughs> elevated platform. Yeah. Doesn't everybody deserve to be on an elevated platform? <laughs> yeah, I get a name tag. It's great. That's awesome. <laughs> this is a sweet platform, too. Yeah. Um, for you to be able to share your story. Um, Mm -hmm. so things haven't always been easy for you. What drew your passion towards, um, uh, using your compassion, your sympathy plus action equals compassion for other students. Um, how did your, yeah, story begin on that? Yeah. So I really have suffered from two kind of chronic illnesses. One of them is intestinal failure. I was born with it, but it was kind of progressive. So it just gets worse. Um, and then another one was, it's kind of like a brain injury, but not exactly. It's called PANS and that stands for, um, pediatric acute neurological syndrome. And it's basically, it's really complicated, but it's like, it's the mixture between an infectious disease and a genetic disease. It's an infectious disease that only people that have this certain genetic mutation can get. Um, and basically it's kind of like an infection in your brain. So I've suffered obviously from two disabilities and in school I had a big issue with accessibility. Classes weren't accessible to me and it got to the point where I wasn't even going to the school. Like I missed, I think it was the last two months of seventh grade. I just wouldn't even go at all. And I never took any tests or anything. Luckily, I didn't have to retake the year, but it's just, it was really scary. And I just want other students to not have to go through that. Wow. So in what ways... Like for somebody that doesn't know like accessibility and stuff, what mm-hmm. ways did you walk around the school and or in classrooms? What does advocating look like in that area? Yeah, so it's different for everyone, but my main two issues um, for accessibility was I had pretty frequent seizures and then I also had really bad tics and just like mobility and speech issues in general. 
And the teachers just they weren't trained in seizure first aid and they didn't they didn't know how to deal with that. So it was more about the education with the teachers. And I don't even blame a lot of them. They they were never taught. But I just really advocate for teachers being educated on first aid and on just disability issues in general. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's it's about understanding. I love that your attitude is not like, gosh, just figure it out. No, mm-hmm. it's like you're helping them understand like, hey, this is going to help so many other students. Yeah. And this is how you handle certain things. And it's about understanding. It's not about getting mad because once somebody understands, then they can choose to love and, and and do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, there definitely were some teachers that just wouldn't budge and some staff that they kind of thought like, oh, that's just not my problem, you know. Um, And I had some that were pretty horrible to me and to some other disabled students in general. But I feel like they're kind of the outliers, you know, they're an exception, not a rule. And most teachers genuinely want to help, but they just don't have the resources. They're already struggling with their job. So it's just hard. Wow. You that's you have a really beautiful heart (laughs) of understanding because I can't imagine there's been probably moments in your life where that has felt very frustrating. Mm -hmm. It's very like a spotlight is on you. And you're just wanting to scream and let people, but you, it sounds like, are understanding that I can scream or I can, I can, I can still scream, (laughs) but then you're taking action, like systematic action. Like how did that all start? Um, I honestly don't really know. (laughs) It kind of, I was kind of forced into, into it at first, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't getting my accommodations from my teachers. So I went to the administration at the school. They weren't giving it to me. So I went to the district. They weren't giving it to me. So it just kind of, it just kind of turned into this whole interest that I was just wrapped into at first. At first it wasn't like, I want to know about this stuff. It was like, I need to know about this stuff in order to navigate my own education. And then since then it just, yeah, it kind of became like, well, actually now that I know about this stuff, I can, I can use my knowledge for good, you know? Oh my gosh. And then who listened? Who something listened? happened, um, right? Where, yeah, your voice yeah. on the school board and you got the position. Who who listened? The new school board, I guess. Wow. Um, I, I Yeah, because I think it was an old school board back then and they wouldn't really listen to me. And I honestly never had an issue with the school board. It was a school district. Obviously, I don't, not going to name names or anyone, but there's one specific person in admin um, at the school district. And I told her that I want to get a PhD and she kind of laughed at me. So oh. I was like, I was like, okay, this is motivation that now I am going to get the PhD. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I feel like I was just mostly motivated by kind of showing them that I am more than just the disabled student, that I, I can do something, you know, showing them that I am more. Mm hmm. And that all the other disabled students who maybe weren't as lucky to get in the positions that I am, that they are also more. Wow. It's interesting how um, I'm glad that you didn't give up. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been really easy, honestly, if I, I wasn't going to school. And honestly, I tried. Like, I tried every day. I was like, I need to go to school. But it's like, open another seizure, but this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so, um, and, and I would try. And the uh, administration stuff, they were actually like, I don't know what the word demotivating me. They were telling me like, no, you can't You just go home, you know? So that kind of made me think, well, no, what? I can't let these other people tell me how to live my life. I need to figure that out for myself. Wow. And then, yeah, it's not just yes or no. Let's figure out a plan mm-hmm. um, to yeah. make it safe for me, to make it safe for others. And you activated that plan. Yeah. 
Wow. What, um, what advice would you give other students who are struggling to get people to listen? I mean, I'd say just don't, don't make yourself feel like you're the Karen. Don't make yourself feel like you're the needy one. Just remember you are never the needy one. If these other students, they get an access to education. So it's not fair that some don't. So you wanting what other people have, that is just a baseline human, right? is not needy. So never, never let feeling needy hold you back from advocating for yourself. Wow. Is, I couldn't <laughs> have said it any better myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it applies to most things in life. For example, in the healthcare system, there are a lot of doctors and stuff that won't listen to you. And that's just, that's just how it is. So I remember I would feel needy whenever a doctor would tell me like, oh, we, you have to go off this medication or whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, it has helped me for years. So why? Um, and I would feel needy when I would try to tell them something. And then I finally got some doctors now who are good. And they tell me like, you're not crazy. You're not needy. You're just wanting a little bit of control in your own healthcare, And that's normal. And I think that that should be normal for healthcare. It should be normal for education and for everything. <laughs> I, 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 sometimes I just, my mind is blown of the incredible students that I get to sit next to. <laughs> like you're literally talking about changing the whole healthcare system <laughs> at 16 in not an arrogant way, yeah. but in a way that like, Hey, I see some holes and I understand that they're, you know, you said, you know, teachers are overworked, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So you see both sides of the story. Yeah. It's not just woe is me. It's like, yo, it's me, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I've got something to say and you're saying it. So what did, I'd love to hear a story about like, okay, so you walk into the school board meeting. What does that look like? Um, I mean, the school board meetings, anyone can walk in. It's public. So I, yeah. I'd encourage you, if you have anything to say, just go and you can sign up for public comment and you can, you can say anything. Sweet. Yeah. So you went there and you had, you, you wrote something or you, you came with something and then you said, I mean, when I'm when I'm on the on the school board, I'm only there once a month um, for my position. And yeah, basically going the first thing is they hear public comments from everyone. And that's my favorite part. I love to hear what the other people have to say. Um, so, yeah, after public comments and then they talk about things that are on their agenda. And then the last part is kind of like the part that it is public, but most people kind of leave at that part. And yeah. It's when they talk about budgeting and stuff and right. all that. But <laughs> you said listening to public comments is your favorite part. It is. That sparked something in me. What about listening? Like, yeah. Oh, I I just love hearing what other people have to say, and I want to I want to make sure that they feel heard. I want to make sure that they feel like at least somebody up there is listening to them. And a lot of times, I do hear stories from other disabled students too. Um, and parents and a lot of times like they're really mad and I feel like a lot of people in the audience can just look at them and be like oh they're just mad don't listen to them but you would be mad too if you were them you know a lot of them are rightfully mad and a lot of teachers are rightfully mad for being overworked and stuff like that so I just love to be the one that can actually listen to them and not just look at them and be like and be like oh yeah just just be mad you know yeah <laughs> you're moving them beyond anger to understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is from Thich Nhat Khan, and he said, understanding someone's suffering is the greatest gift you can give another yeah. person. Understanding is love's other name. If you don't understand, you can't love. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being mad if your kid isn't getting the access to education that mm -hmm. other kids get. I mean, you're not going to, if you're, if you're not mad about it and you never speak about it, then no one's going to care. Wow. So speaking about it, using your voice 
is a big part of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. When they come to the school board for public comment, I can see a lot of them, they aren't really looking for change. They're just looking for somebody. Like I remember mm-hmm. this one lady in particular was talking about her kid who was in a wheelchair who in the schools weren't accessible. And she said she had contact like every district and this was her last resort. She just wanted somebody to listen. And that really resonated with me. That resonated yeah. with me because you felt that mm-hmm. in your experience. Yeah, that she didn't want to be there. And it's wow. just, yeah. Is there anything else that you would want to tell like a younger um you like what a younger would you tell me a younger you um yeah just kind of not to give up because i know that i never really did but there are a lot of times that i wanted to i wanted to say i'm just going to do online school from now on i'm not going to do anything but yeah i just wanted to i just want to let me know that you know the seizures get better and all of it wow. even if the diseases themselves don't get better like you will learn to adapt and other people will too. <laughs> You're freaking awesome. <laughs> what the heck? So what's next? What is, uh, yeah. What, what are you excited about doing in your life? You said PhD. What's the yeah. PhD going to be in? Uh, I, and you something, something medical. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm really interested in like pharmacy, especially, um, I'm also interested in surgery. That's probably my favorite, Dang. but yeah, oh, um, definitely a medical field. What a difference. Um, I have a, a, a doctor that really listens to me mm-hmm. too. Yeah. What a difference that makes, right? They do. Yeah. yeah. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? I am. Okay. Oh my gosh. Here we go. All right. Okay. First question yes. is. What's your favorite season? My favorite season? Uh, definitely fall. I know that's a basic answer, but, but okay. fall. What do you want for Christmas this year? Ooh, uh, another basic answer, makeup. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe a podcast thing. I feel like you could start your own thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. This divides a lot of our kids. Next door, <laughs> and I always ask it. Are you dipping the French fries in ice cream or are you dipping it in ketchup? And ketchup, definitely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> ice cream, that's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> ice cream is its own thing. Okay. And the follow-up question is yeah. obviously pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. So you... I'm actually not a big pizza fan, though. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Oh, that's weird. I never really think about traveling that much, but probably Washington, D.C. There's a lot of history there that I'd want to well, Get used see. to traveling because I think you're going to be advocating for people all over the world. <laughs> Um, one last question is knock, knock. Oh, here's there. The kid next door. The kid next door. You're the kid next oh, door. Yay. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning into the kid next door. Make sure to check out this episode. And if there is somebody in your, um, general space, uh, that needs advocating, advocate, don't give up. Um, that's great. Any yeah. last words? I'll give you the last word. Need a last word? I think I said all my words. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. See see you later. (laughs) The Kid Next Door is a production of Generation Alive, a nonprofit that is activating youth to lead with compassion. To find out more about the work we do and why we do it, visit generationalive.org.